Hello, everybody. My name is Viviana, and I am the CEO of The Writing Master. And you are listening to episode four, why I charge clients hundreds of dollars for my services. So a little bit of a backstory. The Writing Master is my company that I had recently acquired about, I want to say, a year and a half. So it's a startup company. Now, prior to that, I have over 10 years of writing literature and um, content writing case studies and things like that. But but yeah, so the writing master is basically what I do is I produce literature for individuals that are looking to improve their professional and business portfolios. Um, I help with keyword optimization, SEO strategies, content marketing strategies, web content, creation, career-focused documents, and anything technical-related. So as a technical writer, I have a strong academic background in information technology, in object-oriented programming, in Cisco, and a whole bunch of other pretty much software, technical development So I understand how to simplify information in a persuasive, educated, easy, readable, usability format, depending on where you're trying to fit it in one pocket, in what what pocket. If you're trying to engage in social media content, then that will be considered a different type of literature format. It won't be so much of a technical document. It will be something more persuasive, informative, educating, things like that. If you're creating web content for a product that you own, then you want to go ahead and create content based on the product's usability. So they are a little bit different in styles, even though you're just putting words out there. You still have to be very precise on how you execute those words because that is going to be how people are going to um, understand what you're trying to offer. So in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about the six things that uh, I use and I do to charge my clients hundreds of dollars for my services. So I'm just gonna dive right into it. Let me tell you how I ended up at this point because I didn't start my business charging hundreds of dollars, right? I originally started it for free, really. I was creating an online presence. I was adding loyalty and that's step one. Create an online presence, add loyalty, add web authority, add social media authority, extend your network, solidify your digital footprint. Basically, that's how we're connecting right now. We're connecting online. We're building personal relationships. We're building business relationships. I mean, the way that we interact with people is completely different than the way we interacted with people before. So I started as a freelancer. I got into the market. You know, I started creating my online presence. I built a Facebook business profile. I built a LinkedIn business profile. I built an Instagram business profile. 
and a Twitter. I would recommend doing Tumblr, Pinterest, whatever other social media platforms. I also use the Wealthy Affiliate, the Wealthy Affiliate, and I'm going to make a separate podcast for that when the time is right. Right now, I'm going to just talk about, you know, the fo- the six focuses that I use to, you know, charge my clients. Um so yeah. So, you know, at least one person averages around two social channels. You know, you could either have Instagram or Facebook, Facebook or Twitter, whatever the case is that they, you know, like to dominate. So I like to extend my reach through all possibilities as much as I can, creating loyalty and educating customers on the services that I am providing. So once I went ahead and created that authority, built my loyalty, people trusting me, you know, I, like I said, I did stuff for zero dollars. Sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you have to do things for free. When you're starting a business from scratch, there is no, there's, there's no value to your, to your, um, or there's no dollar value. I should say, or money value to your time. Everything is pretty much focusing on mainstreaming a long-term sales funnel in the future. So let me tell you, you're going to work like 11 hours a day, which is how I did it. Just trying to build and not getting paid for it. There's going to be weeks that you're going to struggle. There's going to be weeks that you're going to be like, man, this is hard. I'd rather work for a corporate. It's easier. But if you keep on building your online presence, adding loyalty to your clients, to your customers, to your business, to your brand, you're going to start creating a sense of value. You're going to start creating value within yourself. And people are going to look at you and they're going to say, you know what, this, this person, I, I, I know this person can help me solve my problem because that's essentially what it is. People want to know that you can solve a problem for them. So that's number one, creating an online presence that's going to add value to your services and your brand or your products. All right. Number two. Focus on delivering results instead of delivering what people ask of you. So what do I mean by that? When I started as a freelancer, I was focusing on delivering what the client asked from from me. Hey, I want a 500 word count and I want it based on this. And this is, you know, what the focus is. And this is my, and I would basically go ahead and give them what they, what they asked me for. So, you know, in most instances, right, the customer is always right, right? Because the customer essentially knows about their business, about what type of um, message they're trying to relay out there to, you know, their audience or to their intended audience and so on and so forth. But people come to you because they do not know. They want to know that you can deliver results, but they don't know how to express that. A lot of people are not going to be familiar with 
I mean, content marketing or SEO strategies or online presence or whatever the case is. So, you know, you have to dig deeper, dig in and, you know, research and read and see and, you know, test on delivering results that your client needs for their professional or business portfolio, for whatever it is that they're looking to do, you know? If you focus on on positioning results and delivering results, rather than just you focusing on delivering what they ask for, I guarantee you they're gonna come back around. They will come back around. Because they're gonna see you and they're gonna man, they're gonna say, you know what, man, you know, this person is so smart. Like I would have never thought about that. And you know, this, you know, make recommendations. Hey, Mr. Client, you know, I don't think that this will work for you, but I think based on my experience that this will work. Now, don't get me wrong, if they give you backlash and stuff like that, just you know, try your efforts one more time and you know, I would even go as far as doing like, like giving them both, giving what they ask for and giving them something that, you know, that you know will produce results. You know, I've done it. I've double worked. Why? Because those are the same people that are going to be your advocates. Your clients are going to be your advocates. They're going to be your fans. They're going to go, they're going to tell their friends, they're going to tell their family, they're going to be like, man, I worked with this girl and I worked with this guy and, you know, this person was great and whatever the case is. Bam. All right. Number three. So we already know that we have to create an online presence, right? And creating online presence, that's going to mean utilizing platforms like social media, like Instagram, Facebook, you know, YouTube um, is another channel that I have to get into. I know I have to get into, but if you're a sole proprietorship business or just one individual or whatever the case is, or a startup, you know, you start you know, strategizing your, your content creations and, you know, figure out, see what fits in what pocket. But what I do want to tell you is podcasting. Podcasting is transitioning how we connect with people. And I'm going to tell you why. So, you know, we are always on the move. We're so busy with life. There's we we are hands-on creatures. We need to like do a lot of things and it requires, you know, movement. So, a lot of people don't have the time to sit in front of a TV and just veg out on, you know, countless YouTube videos and how-tos and stuff like that. Sometimes you you can't. You're in the middle of cooking and you know, you can't just be watching TV letting the stove burn. Exactly. So, create a podcast, create a podcast. A podcast is going to be good for any business because you want to educate your customers or your clients on your products or services. And you know, the good thing about it is that you can use it for pretty much any business. You know, if you own a construction company, you know, you podcasting, you know, your, your daily activities, how you got there, you know, 
your services, you know, what do you do to, you know, improve this, improve that. People are going to listen. They're going to listen. They're going to press play and they're going to listen. They're going to be like, wow, this is really good material. Like this, I can really, you know, connect. Right now, I started as a one-man group. Right now, I'm a two-man group. And, you know, just like any business, once it starts growing, you know, you kind of have to add on the additions to the family. So, you know, if that's something that you cannot, you know, work on, let's say, in terms of podcasting and content creation, then, I mean, there's a lot of people that you can connect with that can help, you know? Practice leveling up your skills. So that's going to be number four. Practice leveling up your skills. So it pretty much correlates with focusing on delivering results instead of delivering what they ask for. If you if you fine tune and, you know, just sharpen your skill sets, you can produce results, build loyalty, um, build your brand, and your customers would truly appreciate you for that. Because now you're like, you know something that they obviously don't know and the person that they try to connect with to get services from them or a product that they obviously don't know. Whenever I didn't have work, or why I can't say whenever I didn't because I always had work, right? I would dedicate, you know, a few hours a week on fine-tuning my skills and learning new skills. Learn new skills. All it all it's gonna do is just add value to your portfolio. Now, number five. Learn how to say no. This one is interesting and I'm going to tell you why. When I first started as a freelancer, I got into the market and I was like, hey, I can do this for you. I can do that for you. I can do this for you. And I was doing it. You know, I was giving them what the client wanted, you know. And then I started to, you know, shift into a different pricing strategy Um, focusing on nurturing and maintaining relationships, focusing on building my brand. And, you know, that's when I decided to take it to the next level. And that's how I came up with the, with the business. So I stopped, uh, I mean, essentially I still do freelancing, but I just own my own company, right? Because I take on corporate projects. I take on small businesses. I take on individuals, you know. And whatever it is that I cannot meet, then I have other people that will help me, you know? So some of my, some of my projects do get outsourced, but I would say 80% to 90% of the time, it's all, it's all mine. So I remember when I was creating a document for a client of mine, And the client, you know, was very, was a dictator. I mean, I'm going to say dictator. This person dictated how they want their price, 
how many pages they want, what do they want. And let me tell you, I think, and I'm not even lying to you, I think I made like over a hundred revisions for this person. Over a hundred. And then I said, you know what? No way, Jose. But he wasn't the only one that I had to, you know, um, that I didn't say no to, you know, that I was like very passive. I just wanted to be best customer service. Okay, whatever you want, whatever you need, no problem. No. So I learned how to say no. When someone came up to me and asked me, hey, you know, um, I like your I like your writing style. I really like your, you know, your work, but your pricing is, you know, it's not within my budget. And I get it. You know, sometimes it does happen. You know, sometimes you cannot afford certain things, you know. But if you I look at it like this. If you go into a store and you purchase a piece of clothing for, let's say, a a dress for $11 versus a dress for $40, then you're going to be like, well, the cheaper one is obviously going to be more cost effective. But what's going to happen is that it's going to end up getting damaged probably that same night or there's already something damaged on it you know um the quality is what i'm trying to say is the quality you know if your customer your customer cannot pay for your services then they're they're not meant to be your customers they're not your customers like let it go they are not your customers i know that sounds like weird or whack or whatever but but it's true what are you gonna do you're i I mean let me give you an example i start my pricing at 280 dollars for a piece of document now that's more of the career focus you know any other technical writing if it's already document that's already been um that's already been written you know i could charge starting at 75 dollars an hour depending on what it is you know so you know, what happens is you end up getting people like this guy, this client of mine that I had that made me do a hundred revisions because I didn't know how to say no. And, and I was typically looking for my ideal client. And let me tell you, obviously the things that I know now versus things that back then, I wouldn't even entertain that, you know? So I learned how to say no. I'm very firm now to what I, you know, you know, what I, what I, uh, what, what the expectations are, you know, I, as a writer, what I like to do is I like to give examples of my work and my work is pretty much posted all over the internet. It's, I have two, uh, functional websites that I manage on my own. I have my LinkedIn, um, platform. I have my, uh, Facebook platform and you know pretty much places where I I put I, I produce literature so in any event if you like I was saying oof, I lost my train of thought okay so I go ahead and I give examples of my work 
I give my client my price point, you know, and I let my client know, hey, this is my price point. This is what you're asking for. Let me just make sure. And you pretty much go down the list. You know, I'm going to create a draft. I'm going to send you the draft. You're going to go ahead and give me feedback and we're going to perfect your final draft. So meaning there's no revisions, there's no back and forth, there's no miscommunication. I mean, have I done more than a rewrite on a draft, one draft? Absolutely. But the chances of that happening versus that um, that client of mine that made me do pretty much a hundred revisions, that is almost unlikely at this point. And I also, you know, given a return policy, you know, I'm, I'm pretty firm about my policy and I let them know, like, this is, you know, this is what it, what it is, you know, if you see the value, you know, if they see the value of what you're producing, they're not going to question or be skeptical about your services. They're just not. All right. So number six is 